Well, welcome back to another episode of the Sermon Notes podcast. I'm your host, Jay Strother, and today we have special guest, Michelle Dyer. Michelle has been on staff, forget this, exactly 14 years today. Congratulations, Michelle. Thank you. And she currently serves as our membership development minister. This past Sunday, we talked about how every Christian is called to minister. And Michelle works alongside our members to help them discover their unique role in ministry. What a gift to our church. Uh, But before we get started, we want you to take a few seconds, hit that like button, and subscribe to the Sermon Notes podcast. Your support helps keep our podcast going. And getting out there. Uh, so Michelle, again, so grateful for you. And uh, I think a lot of churches wish they had someone like you uh, to help people, you know, on ramp into the life of the church uh, and to, to help them figure out where they fit best. So let's, let's jump right in. Uh, why, why do you think it's important for spiritual gifts to be used for the purpose of serving the body of Christ instead of just the individual? I think that's where there's a lot of kind of, uh, you know, mistakes made about yes. the thought of spiritual gifts. Talk to us about that for a minute. Yes, well, definitely one of my favorite topics to talk about spiritual gifts. And I think the most important thing to keep in mind is that our very lives, and of course our gifts being part of that, are given to us to glorify God. So first and foremost, we've got to remember that we are glorifying God and that um, we have those gifts to be able to do that. And God is so gracious that he gives us ways to really enjoy that service and to mm. come alongside what he's already doing. And yeah. so so that's the first thing. I think a natural byproduct of that is just that we end up serving and loving others well when we use those gifts. And that is really one of the major things that we're called to do is to love others, to, to love our brothers and sisters in Christ. And then the last thing is that we just remember that our gifts are given to us so that we can share Jesus and his love with the lost and searching. Yeah. And so when we serve people in our passions and our gifts, people are drawn to what God is doing. Yeah. And so, you know, in order to just help us keep it ever from becoming Mm self-serving, I think we just keep those things in mind and God is really faithful. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of times if we've been around the idea of gifts or not, if we've been mm-hmm. in a church that's taught that well or not, I think spiritual gifts 101 yes. is always important to level set, you know, that spiritual gifts yes. are these gifts given to us as we looked at this week. And you mentioned this, right? Uh, by God's grace and his goodness. Mm. Like if you think about it theologically, God doesn't need us, right? but he, he wants us. Uh, to be a part of his body that does his work in the world in order, as you mentioned, to give the gospel to people. And I think sometimes people kind of forget, right, that that's what it's really all about. Right. Uh, like all things, gospel first and always, it's it's about getting the gospel to people. Uh, and that happens when the body of Christ functions in the way that it's intended to. Right. One of the words that you used, and I love this, you said enjoy. Mm. I, I think so often when people think about serving in the church, yeah. uh, they view it as duty, which it is. There's, right. there's some things that we do because, yeah, yeah, we're called to do that. Yeah. But but let's talk about that a minute. How are some ways you have seen people really just, you know, discover the joy of serving by, by recognizing and using their spiritual gifts? Yeah, I think that it's been amazing over the years to have people have the light bulb come on mm-hmm. when they realize that church serving and that working in the community ministry is yeah. not misery. You yeah, know, it's, it's not drudgery. <laughs> no. And I just think it's so amazing that God allows us to have um, to give us something to help us do our work well, you know, and to give us the empowerment to do it well. And when that happens, it's so natural and it is an enjoyment. You leave those times, you may be tired, 
but to leave there feeling energized yeah. and I call it a good tired. Exactly. Yeah. So um, it's it's really great that God has given us that privilege of not only serving Him but doing something that we love in the process. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. I think, and you mentioned those light bulb moments, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and and we'll talk about this more in a few moments, but I think that's really where people begin to get it kind of, um, in a tangible way, Mm -hmm. uh, when they think, man, God God just used me for something. And it may, it may be something that feels small to us, but it may not be small to that person we're serving. Uh, it's certainly not small to the person who senses, Hey, Hey, this, this, this is a little hint of what God put me on earth to do, Exactly. you know, is to bless other people, you know, um, with, uh, with that gift, with that, that talent, with that time that we've devoted to them in one way or another. So uh, let's peel into this a little deeper. We know that at the moment of salvation, we believe the Bible teaches that, that we're, we're given among other things, the many, many gifts of salvation, but we're, we're given a a spiritual gift. Um, but that spiritual gift, we have to go on a discovery process to to identify it, uh, to strengthen it. I've compared it to a muscle before, right? It's something Mm -hmm. that the more you use kind of the stronger it gets, but, but, but someone who's, you know, man, and I, I don't know, I got to be honest, I don't know what my spiritual gift is. How, how do you begin to identify that gift? Well, I think one of the best things to start with is scripture. Um, go to some of the passages in the Good. word that really teach what the gifts are yes. and what the what they mean, what they're mm-hmm. given to us for. So Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, mm-hmm. Ephesians 4, 1 Peter 4. Mm-hmm. Those are some primary um, scripture passages that will help you learn what does the Bible say that the gifts are, and yeah. it actually provides lists of Love those it. gifts. We have a lot of resources that will help um, mm-hmm. further define what the gifts are mm-hmm. that we are happy to share. Yeah. Um, so once you kind of have a, an understanding of what the options are, um, then the next thing I think is so important is just to pray and ask God to reveal those things. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants you to know what your gifts are. Yeah. You know, we all love Jeremiah 29, 11, which says, <laughs> for I know the plans I have for you, thus saith yeah. the Lord. But we tend to stop at that verse. The next right. verse is say, when you seek me yes. with all your heart, I promise to be found Good. by you. Yeah. So just seeking with all your heart to understand, yeah. God, what did you put me here for? Yeah, and I want to pause it real quick because, again, I love the way our disciple-making, disciple-multiplication strategy all works together. Yes. As we draw closer to Christ, mm. you've talked about these twin disciplines of being in the Word and in prayer. Yes. And so even in that, we're discovering things mm-hmm. that God's already put in us, Absolutely. you know, and you're discovering them in the context in which he set them in scripture. So I love right. that. So, so reading, immersing ourselves in those passages, yes. uh, praying and just asking the Holy spirit to reveal those. What, what are some of the next things that we could do? Well, um, spiritual gifts, inventories, assessments mm-hmm. are helpful. Mm-hmm. The only caution I ever have with those is don't let that be the end of it. I, Absolutely. Know, I think you just said a moment ago, you know, mm-hmm. it's a journey. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, one article I read a while back said we have to train, tread the terrain of our giftedness and mm. that it takes time to explore that yeah. and to find the things that really um, resonate with us. And so gifts can be a great or a inventory can be a great way to do that. Um, narrow it down to your top five gifts. Yeah. I think a really important way is to ask those spiritual mentors in your life, whether it be uh, an actual mentor or a family member or a friend, what yeah. do you see in me? Yeah. Where do you see that I come alive, yep. you know, um, with the spirit yeah. and, you know, asking the question, all right, where have I seen the Lord open doors for me to serve others? Yes. And then going back through your list of gifts, what gifts was, re- what gift was required mm-hmm. for that? Mm-hmm. How did God empower me to yeah. do that thing he opened for me to do? Yeah, yeah. 
And then, of course, my personal favorite is to sit down and talk with a coach um, and just to explore. You know, they'll ask good questions and help you explore those things, probe into the, the scripture, and just to really, you know, kind of flesh out the way that God might be empowering you. Yeah. And again, I I hope our members understand like what a gift your team provides Mm -hmm. uh, for our church, because a lot of people, they have to kind of feel like they have to figure that out or navigate that on their own. But we have not only staff, but we have a team of coaches that you guys have trained who are willing to take their time to sit down with any of our members, uh, anybody who's listening and and can have, you know, schedule an appointment to come in to, to, to sit down and connect and and to help you, you know, connect those dots. I love there's a Eugene Peterson is a, a pastor who's passed away now, but he had a quote in one of his books on pastoral ministry, that a lot of of ministry is actually helping people see where God's grace is operating in their lives and then just Mm. calling that out. So good. And so what your coaches are trained to do is to just to to do that, to say, man, God's already given you this gift, which Ephesians 4 tells us, right, is grace, right? The word Mm -hmm. there for grace is serving grace. Yes. And so we have to remember that too, that how God connects all those dots, it's so fun. And so in that moment, you know, to have someone else validate to authenticate, to encourage, to call out that gift that the Lord's already placed in you is a blessing has been for me. Me You know, I mentioned a little bit of my story on Sunday, you know, being an eighth grader, you know, awkward eighth grader, taking an assessment (laughs) test that identified teaching. And, you know, I didn't have time to go into all of the detail, but I could tell you from that point forward that when those opportunities came, even if it was just leading a a short little Bible study or a devotional, you know, to have mentors, people that I respected, I knew they walked with the Lord come and say, Hey, that was good today. Thank you. Yeah. Like those little affirmations, that's one of the ways that the body, biblical community, again, all these things connect, right? Speaks into our gifting. So important. Um, so even the body, I want to encourage our, our people who are listening. If you see gifts operating in someone else, call those out. You are being yes. the hands and feet of Jesus when you do that, because that's strengthening, that's encouraging somebody else's gift to just send them a note, email, text message, better yet, pat them on the back and say, Hey, God use you specifically in this way. Yeah. Because what I began to recognize, right, was even though I might've felt like, well, I fumbled this and I would have said this differently. And but people still saw the gift. Yes. You know, they weren't looking at me. They were looking at what God was doing in me. Right. And I'm so humbled and grateful for that, you oh. know, looking back. Me too. You know? I, when you stop and think about the people that have poured into you mm-hmm. in your life, and as I think about the mentors that I've had, or even just the people that may have seen something in me I could not see in myself. Yeah. And they called that out. Those are very um, milepost moments in yeah. my life that, I, I'll never forget. Yep. And I hearken back to those things a lot when I am questioning my ministry or I've had a hard day, you know, yeah. it's those messages. And so I think we have as believers and specifically those who've been walking with Jesus a long time mm-hmm. have a great opportunity to, to call out those gifts in the people that are in their circle or sphere of influence. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think there's only one other thing I would add to that conversation and that's the internal affirmation you get from the Holy Spirit, Amen. Yeah. you know, in the so sense important. of all of a sudden, like you find yourself doing things and maybe other people would see those as work, but you're like, it's actually kind of fun. Yeah. Like you sense, you know, <laughs> yes. and, and again, you watch God use it in ways that, you know, are beyond yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, you know, you just know that the, the Holy Spirit's at work. And so you have that energizing sense, like, Hey, this is, this is what God put me here to do. Yeah. You absolutely. know? Absolutely. And so that's one of the thing I would add. That's so helpful, Michelle. Thank you for unpacking that a little bit. Yeah. Um, let's go to another question. How, how can we embrace the diversity within the body of Christ while to still maintaining that spiritual mm. unity? That's one of those unique balancing acts is that we're not all <laughs> called to have the same gift. Right. Yet, uh, you know, 
we've got to all work together in, in the same direction. Um, and I think Paul, of course, hinted at that when he hinted in the new Testament, there's some people who might say this gift seems, you know, more superior than another, Right. you know? So what's the key to that, that diversity and unity piece? Yes. Well, I think it's very important for us to remember that we are built as a body to be interdependent. And so we need each other. Um, Paul tells us very clearly, I think it's in Roman or in first Corinthians 12, that nobody gets all the gifts. That's right. So we have to work together. And sometimes it feels like someone might have something that is opposite from the way that you're gifted, Yeah. but those are complementary gifts. It's not an opposite. It's good. Um, And, you know, even when it feels a little bit like spiritual sandpaper, you know, (laughs) God puts us together with people to, to kind of rub off the rough edges, you know, and to teach us and to hone and, um, really, um, make that gift more, uh, productive. And so it's, it's good to understand we need each other and to think about the things where you are not skilled or gifted. Mm. What kind of person do you need to surround yourself with? Um, one of my primary gifts is encouragement and part of the, the, I don't know, the attributes that go along with that are, I never see anything negative in anything, you know, or anyone. <laughs> I just can't see it. Yeah. And sometimes I need a person who's got deep discernment mm. and can really kind of scrutinize and think through all the details about something that won't work. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's something that's not, you know, there's an improper motive. Yeah. So I always surround my, myself with people who are very discerning yeah. and not That's afraid. So, wise. so yeah. yeah, a lot of the best leaders I know, they do such a good job of recognizing it's not about me, it's about Christ. Right. So they surround themselves with people who do mm-hmm. well what they don't do well. Right. And that's a gift. It's a gift to the church but it it, because everybody gets to play, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but it's also a gift to the leader yes. because you don't feel the pressure of having to be at all. Like you, you noted, none of us have all the spiritual gifts. Right. Right. Only Jesus did. Exactly. Uh, and so if any of us are trying to be all things to all people at all times, right, we're just going to feel overwhelmed. So it's a gift to be able to say, man, I, I don't do this as well. Exactly. You know? Could oh, you speak into this? Could you be on my team? Yeah. Um, you know, a little side note, but one of my favorite books on leadership is a book about Abraham Lincoln's cabinet. It's called Team of Rivals. Hmm. And you were talking about he would literally put people on his cabinet who saw things very differently than he did. Yes. And that's part of why he was able to critically lead our nation through such a tumultuous time hmm. um, because he was able to have those other voices voices that saw things differently than he did, um, you know, on his team. And and the body of Christ, of course, is just a picture of of what that looks like. So So helpful for perspective. Yeah. So practical. Good. Well, how can we ensure that every member of the church is engaging in ministry and and using their gifts? Uh, I use the illustration of the boys in the boat. How do we, how do we get everybody (laughs) in the boat, right? And and rowing together, you know, practically what, what does that look like and how can we really support and encourage one another in this? Well, I think, you know, one of our church values is that we are uniquely called. Yeah. And so it's recognizing not just in myself, but in every one of my brothers and sisters in Christ, they have a calling and the importance of, like you said, calling those things out in each other, um, just really making an effort, concerted effort to encourage one another and to exhort each other to Mm -hmm. good works, you know, to remind um, one another that we are here to serve in the body of Christ mm-hmm. and really help each other do that. Um, part of the reason that we've structured our member membership process the way we have is because we want to help every one of our members understand yeah. 
you know, we really want you serving on the field. And I'm glad you brought that up because I think sometimes I find myself trying to explain that to new people who are like, wait, discover us, discover you, coaching session. It feels like a lot, but I try to simplify it to say, well, here's, here's what we want. Mm -hmm. We want you to know us, which, you know, what we believe as a church, who we are, you know, but, but here's the extra step we take. Cause I feel like there's a lot of churches and organizations that do that. They have some kind of an orientation and we need to do that. It's Mm -hmm. very important, you know, let people ask questions, all those good kind of things. But, but we take that added step of saying, but we want to help you right? Figure out what God's put in you that makes your heart beat fast. Yes. You know, what has God put so in important. you that, that, that he, by which he wants you to serve the kingdom. So again, these aren't like hurdles or hoops we're wanting you to jump through. These, these are ways that I think are healthy pathways to engagement. And I think over right. the years, consistently, we've seen that across our nine campuses. I think we were, we really have, I think we have a culture of service because we really emphasize that in our membership process. Yeah. And really want to be intentional. Um, we do believe that every member is a minister. Absolutely. You know, all are called. And mm-hmm. so we want to be very intentional up front and in helping people explore what that looks like. We every, God's brought every person here for a reason, yeah. for a purpose. And so that's part of our job is to help them figure out yeah. what that is. I even remember when my girls were little, they took an early version of the assessment yes. when they were like teenagers. <laughs> yes. uh, and it was so fun because they yeah. came home. That may have been one of the best like Sunday lunch discussions we ever had. Wasn't about it. my sermon, right? It was, but it was about that assessment because they were like, it's dad, great. dad, I learned this, you know, kind of my personality yeah. type. And, you know, here's, here's some of my giftedness. And, and I thought to myself, man, uh, there's so many people that I wish they could experience that young in life in those teenage years, so because I think for some people it might change the trajectory of even their college major or, you know, what career field they go into knowing this is the way God's wired me. This is the way yes. God's put me together. Yes. Um, but it's never too late. Is it to, to go never. back and discover that and, you know, and fact, build on it? Yeah. You know, I think that we should reevaluate and do some kind of inventory or assessment, you know, every few years mm. because God is constantly on the move. It's good. He changes going back to that passage in Jeremiah, you know, and seeking him. He uses that to help us grow closer to him yeah. as we continually seek what is it, Lord, that you're doing in my life in this season of ministry. So, yeah. you know, when you're entering college or graduating college mm. or you've you become an empty nester or you're retiring, yeah. you know, those are great times to reevaluate. Yeah, you mentioned some of those milestones. Those might mm-hmm. be a great time. Yeah. And that's one thing our people probably don't know. You don't have to just be going through the new member process to access right. those assessments or your team. The, you, you can yeah. do it anytime. Available we're, anytime. Yeah, we're they, here, here to help you with that. I love that. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to be sure we mentioned. Yes. Um, I have a mentor who talks about this. He says, you know, and, and this was good practical wisdom for me. He said, Jay, your goal should be to get to a point where 80% of your ministry is mm-hmm. in your gifting. 20%, you know, the old Pareto's law, 80, 20 rule, but it does work. You know, it's just going to be things you have to do. That's right. And I think that's important to mention. You mentioned earlier a culture of service in our church. Yes. So, you know, let's be honest, right? So yeah, we would love to see all of our members operating in 80% of their giftedness, but 20% of the time, right? Sometimes we're just called to serve for the sake of serving. That's right. Um, it may not be the thing that we feel perfectly gifted or called to do. I just remember years ago as a next generation minister, I got a conversation with someone who was like, I took this assessment and I'm not called to preschool oh. ministry. Industry, right. Yeah, never so we want it as a crutch. Right. We want to avoid that that <laughs> yeah. mentality because sometimes God just says, you know what, there's a generation of kids there. But whatever your gift is, right. you know, your gift may not be teaching a preschooler, but you have the gift of like you encouragement. Right. By being there and showing up. And you can certainly encourage that that young child, but you can also encourage their parents. Absolutely. You know, I, so I just want to be sure as pastor we get that and we understand that there's just times, man, it's all hands on deck. Yeah. And, and we're all just gonna put some sweat equity yes. into moving the kingdom forward, whatever it takes. 
weeks. And but but we want to see people moving towards more time serving in their area of giftedness. That's ideal. And and the truth is too that sometimes you don't know you have a gift until you try something you haven't done yeah, before. Yeah, good. You know, so I I never would have known that I had the gift of teaching had I not taken a leap of faith and actually I started with children and yeah. I realized how much I enjoyed the preparation that went into that and then the actual delivery of the the message, you know. And so it, it sometimes requires a little bit of faith to step out and try something that you are not expecting in your gift set that yeah. you discover, oh, wait a second, I think God actually has called me to something new. Yeah. And we say this often, you know, but you can't outgive God. No. So you think, oh, I'm sorry, I'm going to do this thing. And all of a sudden, like you said, even it's teaching children, all of a sudden you find you're learning more <laughs> about the Bible and God and yourself, right? right. And you're grateful to, to be used in the lives of those kids, but God's using you in a powerful way. I love it. So let, let's go bottom line, right? Okay. Just on ramp. What is the easiest way today for someone to start using their gifts in the life of the church? All right. So I think we have two very practical steps and both involve 623-623. Yeah, so our favorite make numbers. it easy. That's right. So they can text a survey to 623-623 okay. and that will um, take them to the survey online where they can take the discover assessment and check and see what their gifts are. See what that says. That's a great starting place. Okay. Or they can text coach yep. to uh, 623-623. Okay. And so actually, I think it's serve. I misspoke yes, there. Yes, you're right. Survey. Exactly. We'll take people to the Brentwood campus survey. We did. We, had, <laughs> we were right. throwing 623s everywhere <laughs> this, sure this Sunday. Uh, yeah. But yes, you're right. Surveys are our are, are survey to the Brentwood campus right now. But I think right. serve exactly. is the assessment. And I think we had like dozens of people you we know, did. respond. To this so many people Sunday. responded. And I actually talked to a couple of people in their groups were talking about it as a group. Good. It was very interesting. A lot of fostered a lot of great discussion there. So lots of good things can be uncovered by taking that assessment. Yeah, so. that's so good. Well, I'm so grateful, Michelle, that you guys are such a great, great resource, um, you know, to our church and also to our staff, the insights that you give us about the makeup of our congregation and, you know, it. how they're wired and, 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 you know, those composite pictures you give us are so helpful. I know for me as a communicator, um, you know, and so what, what a great gift it is because that's really our goal, right? As, as Ephesians 4 talks about, our goal is maturity in Christ, yes. right? Measured by his fullness. Uh, our, gro- our goal is to grow up in every way into him who is the head, right? Mm. That's Jesus, right? And so we want, we want everybody to know their part because every part of our body is important. Everybody matters to us, you know, uh, for God's glory, as you mentioned from the very beginning, which is why we do this, right? The advancement of the gospel Mm -hmm. and our joy. Yes. And and that's what I want people to experience. You know, the joy of saying that this is what God put me here to do. That's why I'm a part of this church family. We want people to discover that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, great. Well, thank you for being with us here, Michelle today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Great fun. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Well, that's it for our today's episode of the Sermon Notes podcast. Uh, We hope you found our discussion helpful. And if you did, help us out by sending this episode to a friend or a family member who could benefit uh, from hearing this conversation. Next week, we're going to welcome another special guest, Elizabeth Cochran, to talk about a topic that's near and dear to my heart uh, and to many in our our church family, fostering and adopting. Uh, Elizabeth serves in our foster and adoption ministry, and I'm excited to bring into the studio next week. So we will see you then.